not just cheese and chocolate, a Swinglish podcast about books and other stuff I like. Krista from Switzerland and this is the fifth episode of my podcast. All music used in this podcast is provided by my husband Rolf. You can contact me via the podcast blog at notjustcheeseandchocolate.wordpress.com where you also find the episode notes and information on all the books I mention. I dedicate this episode to my friend Sibyl who we lost this month. She loved to read crime fiction just as much as I love to read romance and for very similar reasons. You know there will be a satisfying end to the story and all will be right with the world. This is why books are sometimes better than life and can help us through the hard times. In today's episode I talk about the kind of mystery that I like to read it might not be my favorite genre, but if done right, I am willing to give it a chance. When my part is over, our guest Diane from the English Book Club will give her take on crime fiction. Don't miss it, she knows all the words. And now, please enjoy. I don't read a lot of crime fiction as a rule, as I use my reading as an escape from realities and I want to have my happy endings. That's why I love romance novels so much. And I'm also into fantasy because often fantasy also delivers in the fantastic elements, of course, and in the flight from reality. So uh, crime thrillers or mysteries are not generally for me. But I do read some, and today I will talk about mysteries that actually worked for me. One of the writers that I found that works very well for me not that long ago, and I'm now reading every mystery he's ever written, is Anthony Horowitz. I knew him as a writer of books for young readers. He was I think his first uh, success was with the series called Alex Rider about a young James Bond-like boy of 14 years who has amazing adventures. I've never read them, but they're very popular at my library, so they're probably very good. Uh, what, what I read by him I won't mention all the titles, but there is one series uh, that book, two books are out now that has a very interesting slave. I found it uh, fascinating the way that he made that lady the main character who has to find out what's what. And that is the Susan Rynand series. The first book was called Magpie Murders and the second was called Moonflower Murders. And in both of them, Susan Ryland, she's an editor 
uh, of a crime novel series, of a whodunit series in the very traditional style of Agatha Christie. Um, and the, in the first book, the author of the series is murdered. And a chapter of the last book he wrote is missing. So she has to find out who killed the not very nice author, a very difficult person to deal with. And she maybe knows him best because she had to work for him over many, many books he wrote for her publisher, I mean. And she has to find the missing chapter or, or all will be lost. They won't be able to publish the last book. They won't make any money and it may lead to ruin. So that was the first book with a unconventional slave. And the second one, she has fled to Greece and is now uh, working at a hotel together with her partner. And it's not really working out for her. She's thinking about returning to England and maybe looking for a job in her former field again when she's contacted by a rich hotel-owning family from England that thinks she might be able to help them resolve the mystery around the disappearance of their daughter. And so she goes back to England and has to interview all kinds of people at that hotel and find out who is behind the disappearance and what's what. Um, the reason why the parents of the missing young woman think she might be able to help is because the author of the famous series from the first book that I mentioned wrote one book that was based on a crime that happened a few years ago at the same hotel and they think there was something in the book that is linked to everything that's happened all that time ago but also now with their daughter. Inside the book there is a, a reading of the crime novel that is linked to the hotel crime. As in the first book, we got to listen to the last book the author wrote before he died. So it's two crime novels in one. And I really like the format. I listened to them. I think I listened to them on audio and it worked very well for me. The other series by the same author is called Hawthorne. It's uh, very different. Here the author is one of the main characters. An interesting situation that I, I have not read this way before because he doesn't make himself a very heroic figure. He's just himself, a writer for television, movies and a writer of books. And he is contacted by a former detective, Hawthorne, who is not a very sympathetic figure, uh, who wants him to write books about him, so he gets some money out of it. And he is kind of 
forced into the situation. He doesn't want to do it as he doesn't like Hawthorne all that much, but he is intrigued. He's curious. So he starts following Hawthorne uh, on his cases and writes about them. And that's how the books are written. Another series that I want to talk about, it's one that my family all listened to. Everybody uh, in my family really loved them. And you have to listen to them as audiobooks. As the narrator of the first 12 or such, I think, was really amazing. Sadly, she died, so now the new books are not read by her, and I have switched to ebooks. Not because the new narrator is bad or anything, but I miss the old narrator so much. So, this series is called Her Royal Spiness, and it's written by Rhys Bowen. Rhys Bowen has written other mystery series and she's more in the cozy mystery sector. The last uh, book by her that I read was The Last Mrs. Summers, that is book 14 in the series. So it's a long-running series. It's about a young noblewoman. Uh, the stories take place between the two world wars, so it's in the 20 and 30s I think and this young lady Georgiana she is completely out of funds she has no talents or so she says and she's not allowed to actually work because of her relationship with the royal family of England so she tries to find her way in this modern world without any money and ends up doing small favors for the queen. And she's not really a spy. The title seems to say that she's a spy, but in reality, she's more of a detective as she's sent to places to find things or find out something. Or yes, sometimes she has to actually spy on the oldest son of the queen who is developing an unhealthy relationship with an American divorcee. We all know how that ended. So there is some historical background, which I found very interesting, but mostly the stories are just great fun. And it's, it's crazy how the same uh, people find themselves at the same places and then someone is killed and she and her friends have to find out who did it. It's great fun, not very realistic, except for the historical background, which is very well done, I think. And with the audiobook, the narration is really exceptional. You have all the accents. It's very theatrical. Uh, the narrator was called Catherine Kelgren and she did it really with with great enthusiasm. So if that is something you'd like, all the accents, you have the nobility and you have the low class accents, for example. Um, her mother is a, was a famous actress who has married many, many 
times. Uh, her grandfather is a former policeman, very low class. He, he plays a role. There is also a romantic interest, a charming Irishman with also no money and very strange jobs that he does. Uh, so you have a, a cast that changes a little bit over time, but again and again you meet the same people and they solve cases together. A series that is kind of similar to this one and that I found recently is the Heathcliff Lennox series by Karen Boff Menuhin. She's related to the famous conductor Menuhin and she later in life, not as a young woman, started to write and she does a really good job of it. I also listened to this series on audio. It is also an exceptional narration. This time the hero or the main character who solves the cases is a, a man and it's taking place shortly after after the First World War. So it's also also a very historical setting. Uh, Captain Lennox is a former soldier. He was a pilot in the war and he's now back at his estate. He's living out in the countryside. He loves to hunt. He has a very uh, nice little dog that hates hunting because it's afraid of dead things and dead people. And by accident, he also uh, walks into murders and mysteries and has to solve them. And you also have a cast of side characters, new ones in every book, but also some that are recurring. And the, the accents are great and you have a feeling of the time and the place, of course, with historical settings, there's always the danger that you get annoyed because you have servants, you have colonialism, you have imperialism. So if those things disturb you, maybe you should not read this series because Captain Lennox is a man of his times. He's a very kind person, certainly. Also sometimes a bumbling idiot, which makes it funnier to read along or to listen along. But uh, He's a person of his time and is not aware of many things that we know today and that can be annoying. For me, the series is pure happiness. I really enjoyed them. I was completely in that world and forgot everything around me. And I was so sad when I finished the third one and the fourth one was not directly available on audio. So the there is one called... Murder at Melrose Court, that is the first one. Then there's the Black Cat Murders. And the third one is the Curse of Brabourne Castle, where he travels to Scotland to help uh, the former policeman that was involved in the other murders and now is married in Scotland to help him solve a crime over there. Uh, a series that I don't know very well. I've only read two books out of a lot, as far as I know. is the Flavia de Luz series by Alan Bradley. Uh, the special thing about this, it's also a historical setting. It's slightly more dark than the Royal Spiness or the Captain Lennox series. Um, 
even though the main character is a girl, she's I think 12 years old or around that, um, she's living with her sisters, older sisters and the widowed father at a crumbling estate. I think this book takes place after the Second World War, if I'm correct. And the family is really unhappy. They lost uh, the mother, the wife of the family, and they never really recovered. So Flavia is a very lonely child, but she adapts well. She she lives in the unheated wing of the huge house uh, where there is a laboratory from an uncle that used to do chemical exper experiments there. And now she's a chemist, a very young chemist, and she does amazing things over there. And she also gets involved in two murders and helps the local police solve them if they want it or not. And of course, they don't want her to help. I read one of the books in a book format and now I listened to the third one. I read Herring Without Mustard as an audiobook and it was very good, very well narrated. And even though the main character is a 12-year-old girl, it's really not a children's book. It's not a book aimed toward younger readers. It's a book for adult readers. Uh, the murders are quite dreadful sometimes. And it is part of the fun of the books to seeing that young girl deal very cold-bloodedly <laughs> with nasty stuff. She's fascinated by death and by science and she wants to learn things. So it's very entertaining to follow her along and it's very British black humor in parts. Another series I wanted to mention is closest to a romance from all of these books that I've mentioned uh, is Lady Sherlock, the Lady Sherlock series by Sherry Thomas. And the closeness is because of Sherry Thomas. She's a writer of books for young readers, fantasy and also romance, historical romance that she has written. And every book I've ever read by her was amazing and special and very different from her other books, but also from other books in the genre. She's, she's a genre-bending person, maybe also because of her background, because she grew up uh, in China, I think, and came to the States when she was a young woman. And so she's writing in English, even though it's not her original language. And I think she's she's an amazing woman. I've listened to one or two interviews with her on podcasts. She's a fascinating personality and she writes great books. Strangely, the Lady Sherlock series for me is the most difficult for me to read by her. Maybe because I am not into mysteries. I don't know. Because it's all very intelligent stuff. You really have to think and to follow along. And I'm not one that wants to read and work at the same time. I just want to be entertained. So Lady Sherlock is, uh, as you might take from the title, uh, linked to the Sherlock Holmes books of lore. Here uh, it's about a young lady in the Victorian 
time period that ruins herself to get freedom from her family that suppresses her she ruins herself uh, she organizes her own ruination so that she is free from society's expectations and that was the only way that she knew how to do it uh, she has a very special brain she's super intelligent but sometimes um, is is a bit strange when interacting with other people she also loves food a lot uh, and also always has to watch her chins because she doesn't want to be thin but also she also allows herself a maximum amount of chins um, and then has to watch her diet a little bit. Um, this lady Sherlock is uh, at first lost in the world. She has no way to um, care for herself, to earn money because society is set against women living alone and doing stuff by themselves. But then she finally finds a woman that takes her in, a lady that's called Watson. And they plot together to open a detective agency. They pay the relations to Sherlock Holmes, who solves mysteries for everybody who can pay. But he's very sick, that's what they say. Uh, so people can't actually talk to him. They have to talk to his relations, to his female relations. And then they go back to Sherlock Holmes, who's lying in bed, and uh, communicate the solution to the mysteries to the people. So that way they can solve mysteries and people will believe them and hire them because there is a man in the background or so they think. It's all a con of course but it works out for the best as they solve many many mysteries, many cases and they can earn a living that way. There is also a romantic story going on over several books. I loved that part even though it's quite hard to imagine how it will be resolved as the man who is interested in Lady Sherlock and who she is interested in is a married man, very unhappily married man uh, with children and I don't see uh, how he could come together with her in any way that would not destroy his family and we don't want that to happen. So I've seen that there are new books out that I haven't read yet I've read the first four, I think, and I read some in ebook format and some I listened to as audio and they worked better for me in audio. So I recommend the audiobook or if you are a mystery solving person, then maybe you'd prefer the ebook because it's slower and you can better follow along the mystery solving. Uh, the sister of Lady Sherlock is also a very important character that I like quite a lot because she's a very insecure person who slowly slowly grows into herself and can maybe also find a way to leave her family and be herself and take care of herself and maybe also find love. This episode is not over yet. Wait and see what Diane has to share on her favorite crime fiction books 
or as she calls them by the German genre title Krimis. And now it's Krimi time. I remember as um, a 10, 12 year old being so excited for the Nancy Drew mysteries. There was a whole series of them. And I didn't have books, but I could get them from the library. And Susie and I would get on my bike. It had a basket in the front, and we would head for the library every two weeks or so because we hoped by then there would be more Nancy Drew books around. And she and I read the whole series. They were wonderful. Nancy Drew was so clever, and she had two good, good friends who always helped her. And we just lived for it. To the point that when my mom wanted to punish me, what she did was take away my book. That was harsh, I tell you, but that's what she did. And then, of course, when you love a good mystery, it doesn't end just because you're getting a bit older. Then I got into Janet Ivanovich. That's the Stephanie Plum series. She, for every novel, writes... Um, like number 19 is Notorious 19. And this is a 20-something-year-old who is um, very concerned about her hamster at home and not so concerned that cars tend to explode in her parking lot. She cares about her looks, but only to a point. She's strong and feminist and has a little something going between two men that she sort of likes, but mostly she wants to be alone with her hamster. And it was just wonderful. And I think, like Nancy, I have read pretty much all of Stephanie's adventures. So you would think with that that I would love all, but no, no, no. And I have this theory that when an author gets the right formula for the right character and how to do the portrayal of it. They write so many stories. Have you ever noticed how many mystery books a writer can do? I also thought about that on TV. There are so many crimmies. I think we all like to think we could solve and see, aha, I think he did it. But I don't think all of us really want to go into the dark and think maybe we could get shot. I know I don't want to be a target. Once I was deboarding a plane in Italy and I didn't have the wrong form. I didn't have the right form, so I got out of the line and a soldier actually pointed a real rifle at me. Well, I nearly lost it on the spot and I I know he wouldn't have shot. I was not a terrorist. I was looking in my purse. But I know what it's like when someone is aiming a gun at you. And I never, ever, ever want to feel that again. So I like fun and not too heavy crimmies. Like, I got a really nice creamy, I can't even tell you the title anymore, but it had a cottage and a cat on the cover, and there was a bike there. And on page 20, somebody was getting tortured. 
Well, like a bomb, I got away from that book really quick. That is just not the kind I can deal with. However, Ben Aronovich um, has a series and there's magic going on in London. It's a little bit like Harry Potter for adults, I think. Um, and I find it very amusing and interesting and non-scary, but ooh, 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 a bit. And there's also a series of them. I have right now The Furthest Station, and it says there's something going bump on the Metropolitan Line. It's fun. It's it's nice, um, amusing reading. And what else can I tell you about? Mm. On a more serious line, uh, Louis or Louise, Louise Penny from Montreal, Canada, is a wonderful writer. I didn't know that, but I was very pleased being someone from Montreal myself to find a woman writer there. And I thought that was really cool. And her books are very good, very intelligent, quite exciting, expected moves, but not too grim or anything. And Gamash, the inspector, is just wonderful and maybe like a foil's war kind of guy. You just think that would be a nice person to know and you're glad for his values and his circumspect. All right. Um, other than that, a friend brought me some books from the book sale, and it's wonderful to be confronted with things that maybe you wouldn't have picked out or you I would have never seen. My friend is very good at remembering names, and I'm terrible at it, but she came up with something called the Grandchester Mysteries by Sydney Chambers. And it is about a, a vicar in a village outside of Cambridge. And he is very good at listening to people and remember details. And without trying to be really um, a part-time detective, he finds himself placed into that situation often. And it's charming to hear about the housekeeper giving him grief and a maybe girlfriend giving him a dog when he didn't really want a dog and, 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 and the color of the times and the, the stories. Interesting, not threatening, and worth a good read. Very nice. Same friend also gave me a Letitia Rod mystery, The Case of the Wandering Scholar, who is a woman in the 1800s dressed in a long black dress with a black bonnet and carrying an umbrella. It seems that uh, she is also a good detective. Her husband was also a vicar, and he died. And she has a lot of time on her hands because women don't normally have jobs then. And she doesn't have much money because back then the boys got the money in the family. And her brother is very kind. And she visits friends, and I guess as they did back then, sometimes for a month at a time. 
And usually something happens and somebody asks her, could you please check into this a little bit? And then off she goes. She was in a stagecoach. She met gypsies. She got lost in the woods. So another very, very different sort, different color on things. And that's very, very interesting. I like stories with women, um, men also, but I like it when I have good stories with women. And uh, I can't remember the title right now, but I'm sure there's some. Uh, When the woman is um, also a detective, maybe she was a former policewoman. And unlike my Stephanie, who eats junk food and never exercises, Um, the kind who stay with the police mode and they eat well, they live well, and they're very clever. I just don't like something I have to remember a whole lot of names or detail. As a senior reader, I like things to be easy. I can make a couple notes. I'm starting to make notes, but I don't want Tom Clancy kind of um, detail. I get lost. I just can't handle that. So I've been a reader all my life. It is still a passion. I love it. And a good crime story, uh, gentle, cozy crimmies, animals that help. I like all of that. It's just a wonderful escape. And isn't that what we all enjoy from time to time? Live well. Don't get shot at. This is Diane saying goodbye till next time.